This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Up the New York Yankees and Mets as they come back, this whole Ortani and Juan Soto situation. We'll take a couple more calls there, then we'll turn our attention to what the Giants are doing with Saquon Barkley and Gordon. We had an interesting conversation with Jordan Run-On yesterday morning when we were in for Dave and Rick. That was yesterday? And, feels yeah, like it was a week ago now, Larry, doesn't it? Uh, not feels to a me. long time ago. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> not to me. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting around last night because after the show was over yesterday, I took a nap and I wake mm-hmm. up and, you know, you have lunch and you do this thing. And I was sitting around like 6 o'clock, 6.30, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, what am I supposed to be doing? What is the show? I'm like, oh, no, I don't have a show. To, oh, we have a, it was almost like I had a week off between the, the show yesterday and having so much time after that. And now being on the later show, it's mm-hmm. nice. Well, let me tell you what I did. We'll get to the calls in a second. I was so happy that I didn't have to do the mornings this morning <laughs> that Jeanette and I went and celebrated um, our nephew's wedding. Oh, very nice. Night. Congratulations. Uh, Danny and Keisha Dumas got married yesterday. And uh, we celebrated, Gordon, and the last thing, I'm, and all during the celebration, I am enjoying Jeanette. We're having a great time with family. We're wishing the newlyweds great luck and you know, all the great solic- salutations and everything. And the only thing I'm thinking is, thank God I don't have to get up tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> what would I say at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning yeah. after being here this late? Oh, mm-hmm. man. Once again, now here's the disclaimer. Gordon and I love our job. Love Whenever it. they ask us to get Whenever. up at 6 in the morning. Absolutely. And don't take this the wrong way. Don't take it the wrong way. Because were, were we not asked if we would do Absolutely. It? We could have said no. We could have said no. I think we could have said no. But no, we could have we said uh, no. Yeah, we could have. But, but we, we didn't, didn't want to. We like, we like we waking love, up early. We, we love, love being we you know part of the company there in the morning. Absolutely. Those guys are so enthused by the show, even when we fill in. So it's great. It's absolutely it is. It's fantastic. Great. It's great. The only thing we're saying is, you know. It's early. It's early, and for people who work those hours, you understand. It takes a toll. And as a <laughs> sports fan, you have to be a night owl. Yes, Because you that's do. when the games take place. That's exactly. just your natural system is to stay up late. And it's, you know it, if you're a sports fan, you watch the game, and after the game's over, you don't go right to bed. You sit up, maybe you'll, you'll watch the post-game show, you'll read exactly. something. So you're up until 12, 1 o'clock, so when the alarm goes off at 4, 35 o'clock, it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, it's it's unnerving. <laughs> it is. It's like you're oh, what? What happened? <laughs> what what is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's uh it'll 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 rattle you. That's for sure. It will. It will. Not to mention as we mentioned earlier, the pressure of you know just making sure you get up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, last thing you want to see, last thing you want is for Ray to say to Ray to get on the air and say, "Well, you know, <laughs> The last thing you want is to look over at your phone and realize John Winthrop is calling you. You don't Uh want the bat phone ringing. (laughs) Ruh-roh. You don't want the bat phone ringing. No. Not at all. Commissioner Commissioner Winthrop, you don't want that. You don't want that. Say back to the phone. 1-800-919-3776. Tommy's in Long Island. We'll try Tommy again on 9870 ESPN. What's up, Tommy? Hi. How you doing? Hey, Tommy. Um, I hung up. Instead of taking it off speaker, I'm sorry about that. That's all right. These things happen. I want to talk about with the Apple TV, with the Met game on. Yes. You know, a lot of people don't have that, especially after the All-Star break. You would think, like, you know, family members and stuff would want to watch that. They can't get Apple TV. I happen to have it, but uh, for, through a family member. 
Uh, what's your opinion on that? And I want to know about the Scherzer injury, something with his neck. Yes. All right, Tommy. Thanks for the phone call. Well, Scherzer has been dealing with some neck stiffness. Uh, he's penciled in for Sunday's start against the the Dodgers. There is an there is a possibility he may not, but they'll you know like everybody else, he's day to day. Like there was concern about Tommy Pham and the groin before the All Star break. He's okay. He's in the lineup tonight. So it's it's stiffness. He might pitch. They're they're going to check on it and see what happens. As far as uh, Apple TV is concerned, Tommy, it's all about the money. Gordon, let's pick up where we were yesterday morning. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all, all the, the great wrestling catchphrases, and everybody has their favorite wrestling catchphrase when they were growing up or when they watch wrestling, there's no catchphrase that has aged better than Tid DiBiase, the million-dollar man. Everyone has got a price. <laughs> and when Apple TV came calling, and I don't even know that they came calling. I think maybe, maybe Major League Baseball went to Apple TV that, that's all they care about. They want to just keep growing the financial pie. So if it's, uh, if it's four streaming services, if it's five streaming services, whatever they can do to get into your pocket another time, they're going to do. And that's just part of the deal of being a sports fan, unfortunately, in 2023. Do I like it? Of course not. But it is what it is. Before, it was Monty Hall. Now it's Wayne Brady. It's let's make a deal. Absolutely. That's what it is. And and you know what? Let me say this as a public service announcement from us here at 9870 ESPN. As Ted DiBiase singing in the Yes. Background. Get to hear him laughing. <laughs> there you go. That's it. With his sidekick Virgil. <laughs> the million dollar man. Man, and I hate the million dollar man. Oh, is he despicable. He did his job well, didn't he? He did his job well. He got <laughs> under your skin. He had juice, as they say, right? He had heat. He did. He he did his job very well. He did his job very, very well. Uh, my suggestion with the way like uh, baseball games are going and, and not so much Sunday ticket, that might be a little bit more of an investment. But you know what? What a great gift to give dad, Gordon, for Father's Day or the birthday. Mm -hmm. How about how about a subscription to Apple TV so he could watch his games? Yeah. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the, the Met fans don't like the Apple TV because then they don't get Gary, Keith, and Ron. Yes, so even what, Unfortunately, there's no button you can hit to get Gary, Keith, no. and Ron. So they're Can't not happy even when they get the Apple TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at least you can see the game. Just, just turn can. the sound yep. down. Absolutely. Turn the sound down. Listen to Howie. It's okay. Howie's good. Well, they, don't they replay it on SNY after the game is over? I think so if you do. wanted to watch it like the next day, if you're that yes. big a fan and you don't want to pay for Apple TV, because I can't yes. get into people's pockets. I understand right. it gets very expensive. Mm -hmm. after it is. A while. There's no question. It's ridiculous after a while. All these things that you're spending yeah. money on Absolutely. all these different stupid service. And you have to have this service and that service. As, yeah. as other people have said, eventually they're going to bundle all these services together, Larry, and then we'll have cable. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back where we started. Yeah, and you'll still have to pay separate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for no. Sunday for, for mm -hmm. the Sunday ticket, mm -hmm. which will be even more expensive because now they have to recruit the losses that cable has gotten the folks back with. So it, it feels like it's a bubble that eventually has to pop, yeah, but it never does. Yeah. It just keeps going up and up yeah. and up. And and here's the thing, and we're responsible for it, us the fans. Enough of us keep buying this stupid stuff. It's true. We're such big fans, and the NFL has convinced you, I think most of all, if you're not buying all this stuff, you're not as good a fan as the next guy. If you're That's not right. buying the jerseys, and you're not buying the package, and you're not buying this thing and that thing and tickets, and 
that you're not a good fan. Look at the commercials they have. It's always a guy that's all decked out in all the different things. Mm-hmm. So we as fans, you know what? If, if enough of us say, I'm not buying this and I'm not buying that, maybe it would scale back and they'd say, you know, we're not making any money on this, so let's go back to the way it was. But That's not going to happen. I, that's not going to happen. I, I got, I got my... Will. I got my unrealistic hat on there. Sorry. Not enough people will. No, the thought process is correct. The problem is I don't think enough people, certainly not with the NFL. I mean, that ship has sailed. No, absolutely. That ship has sailed. That's not changing. But you know what? At other times, there have been other sports that have been big, right? Like if you go back to the 1900s, boxing was the biggest thing in the world, Mm -hmm. or horse racing, or, or baseball. I would think at some point that it might not be the Goliath that it is, but man, it doesn't seem like it's slowing down. That's for sure. It really doesn't. It really, if anything, it's going to get bigger. <laughs> it just seems getting bigger <laughs> it's and bigger. It's going to get bigger. bigger. It really, it really is. is. It's crazy. Here's another Tommy. He's in Connecticut. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Tommy? Gordo, Larry. So nice to have you almost back in the. It just, just you know, he sounds right having you guys on. In the evening, I appreciate you know? it. <laughs> um, but so, Gordon. You made the point earlier about uh, Soto over Otani. I, I think you're completely on point because, one, right field and DH is already congested with Judge and Stanton. And, you know, you just signed Judge for an extra nine years. I think Stanton's under contract till 27. So, obviously, left field, or left field is a position of weakness anyways. It, that's the guy you go for. And if you do that, your outfield's set so you can – you can put Jason Dominguez in a trade. You got Trevino at catcher, you know, so you can put Austin Wells. And I, I think that's if you're going to make a, a splash move, that's that's the way you go. Yeah, I, I didn't even mention the DH part of it, but you're absolutely mm. right, Tommy. Thanks, I Tommy. mean, where, where's Stanton going? Uh, Stanton's going to start playing the outfield more regularly at the age of 35, 36, 37. No, he's your DH. You've clogged up that, and that was one of the reasons I didn't like that trade at the time was because you were essentially clogging up your DH spot for a team that's getting older and he kind of needs to rotate that spot more often. So, uh, no, the, the, the Otani part of it, yeah. Would, would you like to have Otani? Of course. He's mm-hmm. a sensational talent. He's a, a sensational player. And it would be fun. We talk about how boring the Yankees are. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard to be boring with one of the most, if not the most uh, exciting single player in, in baseball in a very long time. But I just don't think that it fits, especially – before you even get to what all the things you'd have to give up for. You're right about that. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry. Good evening, GD. Shout out to the company. I definitely wanted to chime in on, you know, the Yankee, the, the Yankee talk because I, I, I know you guys remember this song, but I want it all and I want it now. So if you're telling I don't believe in this either or nonsense, like, you know, I, I, and like you said, I, I, like Yankee fans have been traumatized with, you know, this imaginary, you know, salary cap that we've been we, we've been going through. And I, I, I think I, 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 I never thought that, you know, I would be calling people crazy for not wanting a superstar. But like the, the stuff we're making up with Otani is kind of a little ridiculous because I'm just like with the with the values that he brings, he is literally Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole at the same time. And I, I, I would have no problem with him being there because you're talking about a guy. We're talking about a guy that we're going to get another ace and another hitter that's actually going to protect Judge, rather than you know hoping for Harrison Bader to stay healthy or hoping you know Juan Carlos Stanton plays to his back of his card and 
you know, hoping and still for some reason hoping that Donaldson is going to somehow going to crack that, you know, 200 mark, which he still hasn't done all season. So I just, you know, I'm I'm at that point. I'm just like, hey, I want it all. I want it now. I'm tired of, you know, the frustration. I do remember there was a time where we did have almost an all-star in every field. And it wasn't like they were great Hall of Fame players. They were all-stars because of the fact that they put up, you know, productive number productive numbers throughout the 162 games. So hopefully, you know, they, but do I see it happening? I possibly don't see it happening because kind of like what Lonnie said earlier, this is not the same Yankee management system. For some reason, we have operated with the budget and I – it's kind of it's kind of annoyed me, but it is what it is, and you know the reason it, it, it's annoying to us fans is because we know that the team is worth like seven billion dollars. You're gonna really tell me that they can't be able to make it up in jersey sales and the business ventures? Like we do remember when Matsui and you know Ichiro were here, and that that was you know brought a whole lot of money into the system. So we'll see. Hope hope you have a great evening, guys. All right, Jose. Thanks for your thoughts. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon will comment on that, and we'll turn our attention to Saquon Barkley next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. In for Greeny today. Look at that. And Guy's he everywhere. In. He's yes, in the he city. Is. He's out of the city. He's everywhere. He's all over. He has to and be. he weighed in on uh, what's going on with Saquon. When you talk to people right now about it, that you don't come away overly optimistic that something's going to get done by Monday, 4 p.m. And that's kind of surprising because when you look at this situation and you say, well, he's their best offensive player, has been for years, face of the franchise. He wants to stay there. He has made a home in New Jersey. He's in the New York market. He loves that. It's all right there. He wants to be a giant for life. The Giants would love for him to be a giant for life. But there's a financial component to it, namely the guaranteed money, right? That's the big thing in this situation. Guaranteed money. 22 million, 22.2 million, I've said, has been the magic number all along. I believe that remains the same, and it does not appear that the Giants have reached that number yet. Now, we once again, Gordon, we had this uh, chance to chat with Jordan, and the whole question about will he sit out, will he not sit out, um, I, I just don't see him sitting out. I just don't. There's too much money, you know, that he's going to lose. It doesn't seem like anybody believes him. It doesn't seem like anybody believes the threat that he will sit out if he doesn't get a contract uh, beyond the, the franchise tag. That, yep. that seems consistent. Now, there's a, a discrepancy because Jordan's talking about people within the industry. Mm-hmm. People within the industry don't seem to think that it's going to get done. People on the outside, the fans, us sports talk show hosts, it feels like ah, at some point they'll come to a deal, right? Yes. But in terms of, it seems like people inside the industry, outside the industry, it doesn't seem like anybody believes that he is actually going to sit out. No. And so if, he, if he's not going to sit out and you're the Giants, what you what's, the, what's the motivation <laughs> to say, hey, we'll give you a three-year deal when it's clear they don't want to give him a three-year deal? Yeah, no question. He's not getting a three-year deal, Gordon. No. There's no, no he's probably, he might not be getting a two-year deal. Yeah, and that would be sad. That would be sad. Jackson, Manhattan. Hey, Jack, you're next on 98.7. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Jack. Hey, um, I love you both, and uh, but but a lot of prognosticating going on with like, hey, blah blah blah. What would you guys do if you were Mara with Saquon? I think that I would do what a lot of people have suggested would get the deal done. I'd go to Saquon and say, hey, look, last second, I'm not doing it ahead of time, and it's not going to be a negotiation. 
two years, whatever the, 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 the franchise tag is for two years, I think it's two years, $22 million. That's the deal. Take it or leave it. Meaning you would guarantee him the 22 and then yep, give a little 22 compromise. million guaranteed for two years. Yep. Because, which is great because by the way, he's not guaranteed the second year right now. Well, no, I mean, right now you don't, you play on the franchise tag, which is only 10.5. That's for what one I mean. Year. Like he, yeah. he could get hurt in week three yep. and have nothing. So that's very generous, right? Well, look, if you if you think of it as a short-time proposition, I think the Giants probably do look at that position as a short-term thing. Um, they have the hammer of being able to franchise him this year and being able to franchise him next year, and it's really not that expensive. So why don't you, as a goodwill gesture, even though you don't have to do it, but he is someone who wants to be a lifetime, a lifetime giant. He is a good uh, member of the organization on and off the field. It seems like he is kind of the engine of your offense. Your offense is going to suffer without him. So I would say bite the bullet. You've got him. You need him. Two years, $22 million. That should not break the bank. And uh, that would Thanks, probably Jack. be what the long-term, as much of a long-term proposition as you have anyway for the running back position anyway. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, my guys. What's going on? What's going on, Buddha? All right, listen, um, before I get to that Saquon thing, I just want to say I know I've been very critical, you know, of some of the things with the Jets and Joe Douglas and moves they made. That move then signing Quentin Williams, that's the best move he's made since he's gotten here. Best player on the team, you know, bar none, depending on what Aaron Rodgers looks like this year. So very happy about that. That young man deserved that. He's been here through a lot of nonsense and, you know, been steadfast, just been a good player and a good person. Love him to death. Now, listen. If I'm if I was to take on Barkley's shoes, I would have to take a real good look at the situation with the Giants. Um, first of all, let me ask you a question: The head coach of the Giants, where did he come from? Buffalo. All right. In the last, let's say, five or six years, what does the Buffalo Bills running game look like? It's not been anything to write home about. Let's put it that way. Josh Allen has been outstanding. <laughs> Josh Allen's back been excellent. But I, yeah, there you Josh go. Allen's been great. There you go. <laughs> so, so already off the bat, you have a coach and a league that, quite frankly, doesn't value the running game anymore. It is what it is. You know, we could all you know wish it was the way it was before. It's not. So, in turn, now if you might get a, a decent deal for a year or whatever you guys are saying, then he's not going to get a long stretch. To, to, to make money. So, in turn, they're looking at Daniel Jones as a reclamation project. You know, they gave him, what, a couple-year of deal? They're trying to see, can they force-feed him a little bit more if they get him another receiver? They're not sold on him either. So now Saquon is in that, you know, he's in that tough spot. The league is based around these quarterbacks, and it's based around explosive plays and all these different things. So when your quarterback is not that dude, that means – that, of course, Saquon Barkley has been a lot of the Giants' offense. And in a lot of ways, that's a good bargaining chip, but it's actually an asinine way to look at your career moving forward. They're going to run you like a government mule, and then, you know, when there's nothing left of you, they're going to move on from you, and, you know, you're not going to get another contract somewhere else. You know, Saquon Barkley, and he's a good guy, loving to death. He's built like Earl Campbell, but he runs like Barry Sanders. So when you're carrying all that weight and you're putting all of that stress on your joints, you know, when they're going to run you 300 times, there's a strong possibility you're going to miss games again. So I would say to him, if I knew him, you know, if he was
friend of mine and he's family, I'd be like, yo, listen, maybe take the one year from these guys, try to keep yourself from getting hurt, you know, and, and play the best you can. But you got to pay yourself, and it's going to cost less. You're going to make less money in the beginning. See, there's a short-term view and there's a long-term view. And I know it's hard for me to talk about anybody else's money or whatever, and the dude wants to get paid and wants to have his money and be right. I can't begrudge anybody for that. But you get on it. When are the Giants going to the Super Bowl? Next year? This year? You don't know that. They don't look like a Super Bowl team to me. I would rather sacrifice a little bit of cash, get on, get with one of these, pair up with one of these teams. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Joe Mixon out there in Cincinnati. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes, if you go out there, you know you're going to have to take the bargain price, but you're going to get 80 receptions. And or I will find, like, I got to pair with one of these quarterbacks because what you want to do ultimately is have postseason success. You have postseason success. The money's going to come one way or the other. It might not come only through contracts, but it might come through endorsements. You stay here with the Giants. Listen, I like Daniel Jones. You know, he's a good player. You know, I don't think Daniel Jones is winning the Super Bowl with the Giants. So, like I said, they're going to run him into the ground. And what's going to happen is, if it's not next year or the other day, he's going to be closer to 30. And then you're not getting nobody to bite on. So just take that one year, do what you got to do, ball out, and, you know, try, like I said, try to get on a team that has more quicker Super Bowl aspirations. Hmm. Because Saquon's timeline in terms of being a great player and the Giants' timeline of getting where they need to go, they're not parallel. You know, Buddha, it, it's thanks for the phone call. It's uh, and you're right about Quentin Williams. Um, it sounds good, Gordon, and it's great on paper. But here's the issue: this is the only issue I have with it. Is this is a guy who's had some injury his- issues, and he's in the position. And you're right; they're going to use him. They used him last year a lot, and he's a guy. There's no protection for him, Gordon. If he because if he he can run hard and try not to get hurt, and when you try not to get hurt, that's when you get hurt. And if he does get hurt now, Gordon, he's going to make less money next year because he's coming off an injury season. And now you're saying, well, look, he three of his last, what, four years, he's missed time with injury. So how, you know, then it's going to, it's going to hurt his money even less and his guaranteed money even, it's going to hurt it even more, rather. It's going to hurt his ability to make money more. It's going to hurt his guaranteed money more. And then, yeah, you're rolling the dice to see if you can get to a Kansas City. Listen, if you can get to a Kansas City, yeah, you'll take less money because you know you got a chance of the ring. It's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look, there's nobody that pays running backs. There is no, no panacea. There is no Xanadu. There, nobody pays running backs, especially running backs who are going to be after this year, 27, 28 years old. And if Saquon sa- sacrifices the money now. He's basically just losing the money. There's yeah. no way to recoup the money later on. Now, he could go to a team that has more success. That's true. But I'm telling you right now, those teams that are paying their quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, they're certainly not paying running backs. Yeah. There is no panacea for the running back. Unfortunately for Saquon, it's the same position that Dalvin Cook's in, that Josh Jacobs is in. All the options are bad. So it's just about picking the least dirty shirt, and hopefully it's not the one-year deal, but it very well might be the franchise tag. And unfortunately for him, if he, if he, ta- he, he can take that and it puts him in the best position to make more money next year, Gordon, because he's going to be used. And he's going to have a chance to at least 
maybe in a franchise tag or maybe get something just above the franchise tag next year. Because I just, I mean, you said it, running backs, it's how the league looks at running backs right now. And I don't know that it changes in the near future because everybody's changing. been successful. It's not changing. It's a, it's it's more than just a, a short trend. This is this has been going on a decade now. Teams do not pay running backs, and you're right. Do they run them into the ground? Yeah, and then they go and get another running back. They don't pay yeah. the running backs. That that second contract, it's almost like the league has to come up with some way that the running back is able to become a free agent sooner so that maybe they can cash in. I don't even know that that would work because there's such a supply and teams, it's a passing league. There's not that much yeah. demand. Yeah. And what you're saying is if you're paying Saquon, he's going to be more productive and healthier than a younger, cheaper option. And I don't know that that's the case. <laughs> and that's, not, that's why. I mean, it's, a, it's the, it's the problem. But I will also say, Bruder brought up the Bills. They don't value the running back. Well, the only problem with that is they didn't have a great running back in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. The Giants do have a great running back. And one of the criticisms we give about Tibbs is, hey, you're not a great coach because you don't formulate your system around the talent. If Brian Dable is the great coach that a lot of people think he is, mm-hmm. he's got to formulate his offensive system to feature the running mm-hmm. back who is by far his most talented player. And he, didn't, and he didn't do that in Buffalo because his most talented player was a great quarterback who exactly. happened to run. Exactly. Yeah, Devin and Singletary and Saquon, uh, there, there's not too many similarities outside of the first letter of their last name. Exactly, you know, and... and oh, you know, Sa- Saquon is <laughs> his first name, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Outside I do. of the S, Larry. Yes. I'm I tired. I woke up very early yesterday. I know, and the day before that. Yes, <laughs> right, I did. Disrupted everything. Yes. We'll continue the conversation next on 9870 SBA. This is the Dan Grosser Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Mets are not losing to the Dodgers, one nothing. Kind of misplays a ball. In the, in I the thought he outfield. was one of the Yankee left fielders out there. <laughs> uh, but here's the bottom line. You know, Justin Verlander has walked six guys tonight. Hot night. Not a lot of, not a lot of, de- and that's what you need. You don't just need the, the shutout innings, which have now gone by the wayside. You need the, the length to cover up the weakness exactly. of the bullpen. And on a hot night, muggy night, I don't know what it's like at City Field, but I, when I was taking my walk earlier, it was about 80 degrees and 80% humidity. So I'm, I'm, yeah. it looks like he's sweating pretty good and facing off against a good Dodger team. Uh, it's, uh, it's not ideal. It's not the way you wanted to kick off the second half, that's for sure. And once again, he hasn't given up runs. So, that, that, you know, it's incumbent upon the Mets offense to help bail him out. Uh, he goes Freddie Freeman thinking he's, he's with Atlanta yeah. again when he plays yeah. the Mets. Yeah. I think I'm ahead of you for a change here on the yeah. Apple TV. Mm-hmm. You are a little bit. And um, here's the thing, Gordon. He's like, what, almost 100 pitches, and we're in the uh-huh. fifth inning? Yep. So guess what? He's not going six. No. He's, he's gone four and a third so far, and he's not he's, out of it yet. No. No. And so, once again, this has been the issue with he and Scherzer. Not picking on him, but, you know, this is why I've said on these airwaves that – Right now, this is this is what three runs. This is what I expect from both of them every outing now, Gordon. Okay, occasionally they'll surprise me. They'll give up one run. They'll pitch a shutout. They'll flash back to the glory days of the back of their baseball cards. But this is what you should expect from them from now on. Is an average of three. If they give up three runs, you should be happy. That's that's what, that's what I have and, to look at. It. And and uh, the way the Mets are built, they are not built to have the two guys who are making $86 million give up Ugh. three runs every time out in basically five Ugh. innings. $86 million. Ugh. 
It's a lot oh, of money. Oh, it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, more issues about Saquon, and I know there might be kind of a difference in the situation, right? I get it. But did you see that Joe Mixon has just restructured his deal to stay with the Bengals? And now he had he had a, uh, what is it? He had a nine, according to Shefty, Mixon had a $9.4 million non-guaranteed base salary for this season and represented a $12.8 million hit against the salary cap. So he's now, um, in a, in essence, Gordon, translation, he's taking the pay cuts. He can stay with the team. Nobody pays running backs. You know, it's not it's not like this is a Saquon Barkley issue. This is no. a running back position issue. Uh, it's the same thing that Josh Jacobs is dealing with. Um, Dalvin Cook, the, the initial reports were that he was looking for $10 million a year. Let me tell him he's going to be looking a long time to find it because <laughs> he's not going to find it. So nope. it, nobody pays running back. Because of the salary cap and how easily available running backs are in the later rounds of the draft, everybody and everybody's paying these young quarterbacks now, mm-hmm. the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. You can only do so much finagling to, to get everything under the salary cap. So the running backs, they're readily available, they're cheap, and it, teams just don't simply pay them. So this is not just a Saquon Barkley situation. And, and it goes back to the original point when he was dra- – this is why you don't take a running back at number two. It doesn't matter how good the running back is. And Saquon's been really good. He's one of the best running backs in the sport. But you don't pay them. Versatile. Can catch the ball out of the backfield, Mm -hmm. too. Absolutely. And he's a good dude. He seems like a great guy. He's a great ambassador for the organization. He does everything right. So you hate to see somebody uh, in that position not being rewarded when that's the kind of guy you would ordinarily want to build around, but he's a running back, and teams don't pay running backs. One guy who got paid, (laughs) Quentin Williams. He's rolling right now. He's doing the great. He's doing the listen, and he deserves the money, Gordon. He deserves what he got. He's played hard. Uh, he's represented the organization well. And to be honest with you, uh, I think for me, one of the turning points for him and for the Jets last year was him complaining on the sidelines about the the coaches not doing their jobs. You know, him mm-hmm. having joined back and forth with a position coach about, you know, things that should have been done and adjustments that should have been made, that shows he's got passion. That shows he he, he understands what's what should be going on. And, look, I'm not making a big deal out of it because players and coaches have, have, have argued on the sidelines forever. Look, heck, coaches and coaches argue on the sidelines. You know, so that's not a thing. But just to show you how invested he is and his play has been commensurate with, with – the talent that he's gotten and he's improved every year. So they had to get it done. But think about this, Gordon. He's the first first round pick to get a second contract, I believe, since Muhammad Wilkerson did it. And Muhammad Wilkerson was a rookie at I want to say twenty eleven, twenty twelve, something. Hopefully like that. this one works out a whole lot better than that one did. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. look, he's the guy he's a foundational piece. Uh teams pay quarterbacks, they pay shutdown corners, they pay pass rushers, and they pay left tackles. Yes, they and, do. And he's one guy who's not just a pass rusher. He really makes other guys around him better. 
So uh, that was one that the Jets had to get <laughs> if mm -hmm. you didn't get that one done. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, my gosh. That would have been a disaster. So, yes, he deserves the money. He got paid the money. He's a building block player, and the Jets have screwed up a lot. And that was the last McCagnan first-round pick, right? That's right, yeah. So right. He, he, he messed up a lot of picks. That one, he got right. He did. You sound like Bill Barnwell. He was on NFL Live, and he said the same thing. That's what he likes about Quinlan Williams. He makes players around him better. And he makes the players around him, those guys who aren't necessarily stars, much better in the process. The on-off splits for Quinnen Williams are staggering. Over the last two seasons, Whoa. when he is on the field, they sack quarterbacks more than 8% of the time. Huh. Best yeah. mark in football over the course of a full season. When he's off the field, drops by more than half. They're 31st in the NFL in <laughs> terms of their sack rate. So we know he has great numbers on his own, but he makes the players around him so much better in terms of getting after the quarterback. We, we know these sort of teams that want to rush for, they need that interior disruptor to get to their highest level, whether it's someone like DeForest Buckner, whether it's someone like Javon Hargrave, and now, of course, Quinnen Williams in New York. Yeah, he's earned the money. There's no question about it. Gordon, now we've discussed the Jets on hard knocks, haven't we? We have, yeah, a couple of times. A couple of times. Aaron Rodgers has spoken. Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. And... You, it's it's interesting to hear what he has to say, and then we'll bring Bill Barnwell back to hear what he's got to say, and I I want to hear from Jet fans who want the team on hard knocks. I've heard enough from guys who teams who fans who don't want them. <laughs> I want to hear from Jet fans who don't mind that the team's on hard knocks. Hard knocks. We'll do that next. It's hardest thing in Damien Fagrasa on ninety eight seven ESPN. Nope. Hard knocks is what it is. We'll deal with it. We'll By the it. way, Sean yes. Casey, he's the best. He's Did I tell you, Larry, tonight. this guy was going to turn everything around. This guy has just got a knack. Yes. Giancarlo Stanton, a nice little two-run ding-dong, and the Yankees already a 2 nothing lead. Look at that. They are in the bottom of the first down in Colorado. Look at that. He's the best. Love this Sean Casey. I always like Sean Casey. He is always, <laughs> he's always been a favorite of mine, Larry. I've always liked the guy. Mm -hmm. Tell right away he was going to be. He is Dylan Lawson is, uh, is wanted right now. He is a wanted man after being fired because obviously Sean who? Casey is the key to turning this around. And listen, give Cashman credit, okay? How about bringing in the new hitting coach at Coors Field? Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> He is he is uh, operating on a I, I didn't even think about that at the time. Come on. But now that right they're in Colorado, of course. If We're it wasn't better. the A series, this is the next best thing. We're better to get hitters confident mm -hmm. and get into the swing of things than at Coorsville. I don't know. It's a good job. Perfect job. Give Cat that. Cashman knows what he's doing. He's playing. We're all on playing occasion. checkers. He's playing chess right now. <laughs> on occasion, he knows what he's doing. Going right. on occasion, on occasion. Oh, David Peterson's in now. Oh, well, that makes things better. <laughs> that's that's it. I didn't that's realize it. Verlander walked the seven, eight, nine guys. Isn't that something? Before bets, I didn't. Isn't realize that something? That. Seven, eight, and nine. And the Mets didn't have anybody getting up in the bullpen at the time. Well, you know, it's Verlander. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get out of it. Okay. He, he is out of it. He's, he's out taking of it. a shower right he is, now. He's out. He, he's he's definitely out. out. He is definitely out. And what a difference. Thank you, Snake. Mets 27-4, and four, Gordon, when pitchers go at least six innings. 
I mean, what are the, we're talking about <sighs> trade deadline, trade Gordon, deadlines, and all this stuff. What are they going to do next year? Gordon, I'm not talking about seven or eight. I'm talking about six innings. Six innings. Six. What are the Mets going to? This is this is bigger than the trade deadline. It How is. can you have these two guys? You can't rely on them next year. They're going to be. They're going to they be another be year older next year. It could be worse. They could be worse. Now, of course, you, the, 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 you to be objective and fair, it could be better. It, it could, could be, be better, years. but it, the trend line of age usually catches up to everybody. Whew, yeah. that's a. That's a big problem. Forty-six, or excuse me, forty-three million dollars a piece. Oh boy, that guy's not my money. It's I'm not your money. For, no, look, I've been asking for a it, refund. It's ashtray money to Steve <laughs> Cohen, but in terms of just building the team, oh, gosh, you got to start them if they're healthy. Yes, absolutely. Oof. But but here's what it says, Gordon, and this is what I, I'm, I'm I've said. It says very simply, you got to beef up your offense because you can't you can't rely on them to pitch strongly and to hold teams down the way they did in the past. You can't do it. Nope. You can't do it. You have to go out now. You have to fortify your offense. That's what you have to do. You have to look and say, you know what? We've got th- these guys are not the same guys that we've seen on the back of their baseball card. They're not the same guys. They they don't have the same margin for error. So you got to make adjustments, and the adjustments are it's got to be more of an offensive club, and and I don't mean home run or bust, Gordon. I mean, and they'll, and they'll never be like that, but I mean, Gordon, how about Atlanta? Can you emulate somebody in your own division? Yeah, they hit home runs, they do, but they're also contact hitters. They're always winning. You look up every day; the Braves are winning. It's sickening. <laughs> <laughs> they were up four nothing in the first inning. I'm saying it's like they're up seven nothing in the game. Oh, let's all right, let's start the game. I mean, they they are worse, and and for me as a Met fan, Gordon, they're worse than what you deal with with Tampa. Oh, all right, I they're mean, worse. It's not even close. They're yeah, no, it's worse. more like they're, they're the National League Astros. Yes, but unfortunately, the your Astros are in your division. Yes. Absolutely. That's exactly what they are. And they find ways to get better. And they don't, they don't, they're like the Yankees. They don't retool. I mean, they don't rebuild. They retool. Yep. They just plug and play. Mm-hmm. Oh, Freddie Freeman's gone. Right, give me Olsen. All right. Good. Yeah. We'll just put this guy in here. Be, Olsen be good. in there. Where's Neil Fine? And he's even younger. Yep. We're good. And we love Freddie Freeman. Love him. Love him. It's the business of baseball. Freddie, we love you. Goodbye. Give me Olsen. Because, because, we think that Freddie's not going to. Freddie's good, great for us, great locker room guy, clubhouse guy, great. But his age, he's going to regress soon. So let's make sure that we're ahead of that curve. All right, give me Olson. <laughs> that's that, and that's been fantastic for them. Yeah, no, I mean, and they're paying him significantly less. They wanted to keep Freddie. He wanted to leave, so. Okay, you go ahead. And, and you know what? If they had kept Freeman, they still would have been good. That's right. <laughs> if they didn't get Olsen, they'd still be good. <laughs> they right. can do what, whatever they, they got. They got their things figured out, and uh, they have it locked down. So uh, the, the, the Braves, they are the team in the National League right now for sure. They are the team to beat. They are. They really are. They really, really are. And they continue to be. And they're consistent. They're consistently good. 
And like you said, in being in the division, it's like, huh, will we ever be able to beat them? Will we ever be able to beat them? It, it's it feels it feels it, it feels pretty far away right now, it, considering where things far. were last year. At the end, you know, you you you, you were basically tied at the end of the season for the division. It it feels like, oof, it's uh, it's pushing a rock up a hill trying to catch up to the Braves. And we've never recovered. <laughs> you've not. No, you've, you've not, not recovered. recovered. No, you've not recovered from that series, Gordon. You haven't. You really haven't. It's a tough. Very one. depressing. Well, I tell you what, we'll cheer ourselves up while you listen to this on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>